Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. I might have this mistaken, but on Friday when we were talking about the football game we were all going to attend on Saturday, on the schedule it was the UGA-UK game. And as I came in here this morning... As we're going to talk about that game, it only says the UGA game, <laughs> which, I, I, which I think is appropriate. Well, I, I did not do that. Okay. I've, I've always put UGA, UK game. And the UK has gone off of it. Yeah. Well, it's they, not it was there. Put because they forgot to show up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, think they, I think the bus got lost somewhere on 85, 75, and they just decided uh, to send somebody else in their place. <laughs> the game was almost inconsequential to how great a time we had. It was Mo's first SEC game. I took my son up. It's the first time he went to uh, a game in. Athens also. It was a blast. It was amazing. It was a lot of energy, a whole lot of fun. <laughs> I don't think you guys, did you see my Instagram though? I don't think y'all realized that I missed the entire first quarter. No. How is that possible that? when we all walked in together? Exactly that. That makes no sense. So when I, so you guys, your section was before mine. Yeah. I had to kind of go almost halfway around the stadium to get to where my section was. And just so you don't get it all twisted, um, Kristen and I had four tickets and we were going to go up there uh, together for her birthday. This mm-hmm. was a, a birthday present for her. And a, we were talking on the air about Mo never being to an SEC or a Georgia game. And a listener hit me up and said, if Mo really wants to go, I've got two tickets. So he had two tickets at that point. But they were in a different part of the stadium. That's why we didn't walk in together. Right. Which, shout out to him. The seats were amazing. And I really appreciated the gesture. So I'd never seen anything like this in my life. And I went around maybe like one corner. And everything was fine. Like, as soon as I said bye to you guys, see you at halftime, yeah. everything was perfect. We hit a corner, and no one was moving. I mean, absolutely no one was moving. It was, like, jammed wall to wall with people. And to this moment, I still have no idea why this was happening. But we were literally standing there. Like, you're standing there with people to your left, right in front of you. Everybody's on top of each other for yeah. about 20 minutes. 20 minutes? 20 minutes. No one is moving. I would have been so claustrophobic. My anxiety was through the roof. And <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there. Like, I put it on my Instagram story because I'm like, no one's going to believe this. Yeah. And, and I'm asking the people around me, is this normal? They've like, I've never experienced this. I have been to every Georgia game for 10 years. This yeah. never happened. So, I guess this was like an anomaly, but I, we could not move. I'm sitting here in touchdowns. I don't know who scored. I don't know who scored. I can tell you who scored. Yeah. <laughs> I knew who it was. Yep. But at, at least 20 minutes, we did not move. So by the time I finally got to my seat. Oh, I bet those hardcore Georgia fans were pissed. They, oh, God, they, they yes. were very upset. People started to push each other. Mm. It started to get a little crazy towards the end, but then it finally opened up. I, I think it was a combination of people trying to use the bathroom and then where the stands were, it got crowded. And yeah, I didn't get to my seat until like maybe three minutes left in the first quarter. No way. Right? It's like the entire first We were quarter. down there for like the teams to run out onto the field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were watching the band. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. We are having a great time. Yep, I was stuck in traffic in the <laughs> arena somehow. <laughs> when you said stuck in traffic, I'm like... What? Was Mona on the Was Mona on the fur bus with us as we drove? <laughs> yeah, I'm so confused. It was bumper to bumper traffic, man. But it, once I finally got to my seat, it was lit. It was a really, really fun day. It was. It was a fun day, um, regardless of the score at the end of the game. Thank you very much for my birthday gift. You're welcome. I truly love going to Sanford Stadium because. Georgia fans are so nice. And and they were again. Like, Bart's talking. Like, we were in the section. It kind of, um, on the Kentucky-Georgia line, we weren't um, directly next to the Kentucky, the, um, the away stands. But we had a couple of Kentucky people around us, primarily Georgia fans. But everybody, I mean, Mm -hmm. we were introducing 
ourselves. We were talking with people, some lighthearted smack talk or whatever. Um, and then when you all started just whooping us, everybody just felt sorry for us. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're a lot nicer to the uh, visiting team when you're up like by 25. Points. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I... I've been, that was my fourth time, right? Because I love going to that, uh, Athens is a beautiful city, it's a beautiful campus, and it's a great stadium. And how did you not know you could walk down the stairs and take a picture in front of the hedges because we have done it every single time? So, I don't know, I've been to eight, ten games, I'm not even sure, right? And I just never knew that you, that... Uh, that sidewalk in front of the hedges was for like anybody but VIPs. So mm-hmm. I never even went down there to check it out. And Kristen's like, at the end of the game, let's get pictures uh, next to the hedges, which is what UGA is known for. Um, and I had just never been down to that section. Just never had no idea. <laughs> never thought Zero idea at all. And Mark's like, sure, sure we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> when do you care where we can go? And then we walk down there and we take our, you know, picture in front of the hedges as one does. And then we start walking out. And he's like, I've never been down before. <laughs> <laughs> had zero idea. So congratulations but, for your win. Thank you very much again. So fun. The, the atmo- birthday gift. The atmosphere in Athens, man. Not you. I never understood before coming to the South, because I grew up in San Diego and college football out there outside of USC and UCLA was never a big deal. And when people would tell me that they would go to an SEC game and they wouldn't go in the stadium, they would just stay outside, either go to a bar or tailgate. I didn't even really know what tailgating was until I got here. Athens just... I mean, the very first time I was there, I understood it. Yeah. Like, of course, mm-hmm. right? It's just a huge party mm-hmm. that's like six miles all around the stadium, and it's just it's just a blast, man. The energy is certainly different. I, I've been to a lot of professional football games, and I've been to a, a couple college, but nothing SEC and nothing like that. I mean, inside, outside, how loud it gets, it, it was amazing. And the ride up and the ride back, we got a, um, a fur bus. Which is just basically like a sprinter van. Mm-hmm. And um, the ride up was fairly calm, but the ride down, uh, or back, I should say, from Athens, that got a little wild. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and it was all Queen's fault. <laughs> it was a really, really good time. Great time. The Burt Show. So Abby has some beef here. Oh, yeah. I've got some pretty big beef with Mikey, and it's all because of something that he brought up. On his own terms, he didn't have to even say anything about this, and now I'm the one looking like the fool. So a couple weeks ago, Mikey came on air and was like, Abby, I think I might have found your soulmate. I got someone who wants to be set up with you. My boy Mason, he thinks you're cute. I think y'all should go out. So I was like, sounds like a good time to me. But, I mean, I had given up dating pretty much for the rest of the year, but I was like, if Mikey is going to endorse this guy, like, why not? I'll give him a chance. Do you give up on dating or dating give up on you? <laughs> That's rude. I think, it's fun. I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Um, it was mutual. <laughs> mutual breakup. And Mikey showed us a picture of him. And he's a good-looking dude. Yeah. And he's tall. Okay. And he's tall. He looks like Ben Affleck if you, like, squint both eyes. Yeah. And, like, turn off the lights. <laughs> and so Mikey ends up giving me this guy's number and I thought okay well this guy's obviously not going to text me because he doesn't have my number so I'll just shoot him a text and I'll let they'll let him you know make a move mm-hmm. and so I get his number put it put his contact in my phone which I never do I never save numbers and then I text him and I said what did I said let me pull up the text message I said hey Mason it's Abby from the birth show you know, the girl that you're in, I didn't say this, but I'm like, you know, the girl that you supposedly have a crush on, Mikey gave me your number. And then I just ended it there and I waited 
Because you wanted him mm -hmm. to make the move. Yeah. Exactly. I'm well, like, here I am. I've professed the fact that I'm interested on national radio. Uh -huh. I mean, she's already made the move. Yeah. yeah. That's it. True. The, the move has been made. So I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Uh-oh. Uh -uh. And I'm waiting. No, it's a reflection on you, man. That's and I'm waiting. Oh, that's four mm -hmm. waitings. And I'm waiting. Five. five oh, that's five of them things. And I'm still waiting. Six, and I've gotten zero months. response from your boy. What's your deal? And ever? Ever. Yeah, no, how long ago was that? This was uh, Monday, September 18th at 8.40 a.m., Kristen. What? Today is wow. October 9th. What's going on? This is on you. <laughs> He's shell-shocked. He's speechless. <laughs> He's speechless. He's shell-shocked. <laughs> I'm I'm my own man. My endorsement of this man has no reflection on, upon myself. Yes, it does. Yes, yes, it, does. does. it does. Yes, it does. Oh, your confidence is all way right, different. All right, all right, all right. Um, you are the well, company you keep, Mikey. I might have been struggling with the same thing. After we talked about it on air, I shot him. I said, "Wow, this went really well. You're welcome. I'm I'm the best." And <laughs> guess what I got. Waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing. He goes to both of you. I think. <laughs> Do we know if this guy's alive? I don't know if he's alive, actually. So that might be good news. You what? set me up with no. a dead man. <laughs> he might be dead. <laughs> Which wouldn't be my worst setup. But <laughs> I'm just curious, how close are you to this guy? Is yeah. he in your circle? I he's mean, in my circle, but we play golf together, and uh, I haven't played golf in a while. He lives in Atlanta. I don't get around those parts that often. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to sit him down and have a real talking to with him. I don't know. I think he got cold feet, Abby. You d Wait, what did you say to him? Let's read. Yeah, let's, re a, let's read it back, Mikey. Might have been a aggressive. I think that you might have scared him away. Hey, Mason, it's oh. Abby from the Birch Show. Flexing, nice yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. strong. strong. <laughs> How else is he gonna know who I am? Good job about hey, the date, Abby. Wow. He, he said Abby from the Birch Show. I'm interested <laughs> to Mikey, so I'm just trying to provide context to this narrative that I didn't even want to be a part of, and now I'm. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to say, hey, this is where you know me from. It's Abby. <laughs> Mikey gave me your number. Ended it there. I didn't propose marriage. Abby, so. it's, it's best to it's best to start off with something small and build up to the paragraph. <laughs> right out of here. You did nothing wrong. You did not. All right. So, did you give this dude a heads up that you were going to bring this to air? I did. Okay, so he knew. He asked me to do it. Yeah. He asked you to bring this to air. Yeah. He said, "Set me up with Abby." I said, "It's going to be on air." You know that. He says, "Yes." And then, I don't know, Abby just came out of the gate a little bit hot. I think we got to reel him back in, and uh, we can try again. But I think next time, next time, shoot it over to me first, and I'll proofread it, and then we can go from there. Mikey, what would you have said? Am I, what should I have said? Should I have just grunted okay. into the phone? Yeah. No, no, what's going to happen here? You n obviously never text this guy again, and I forgot how long ago it was. I mean, we're going on almost a month. You, what? your responsibility, what? What? <laughs> your responsibility is to text this man and be like, dude, WTF, what happened? He making you look bad. Yeah, okay. he is. All right. Well, do you know where this dude lives? Yeah, I do. I really have like a mind to send Mikey over to his house and just knock on the door this I morning. I could go break phone in hand to apologize to him. <laughs> yeah, you it. know what? That's good. Maybe that'd be that's really good. <laughs> Should I wear a wire? I could wear a wire well, and we can get to the bottom of this. Do you have a phone? phone? Yeah, you I have a telephone. That's <laughs> <laughs> not as fun, though. That'll work, too. Come on. No, let me get no, strapped No, up. seriously. I, I want you to get in your car. I want you to drive to his house and knock on the door. Yeah, hopefully, you're there by like 645. Wake his ass up. Okay. We want to talk to him on the radio, and we want an apology. 
All right, is this real? Yes, yes. this is real. Yes. Okay. This is so real. Right. <laughs> also, we kind of want to make sure he's not dead. I, that didn't uh, even enter my head. I got to be honest. We're doing a wellness check. <laughs> Best case scenario, he's dead. No, he's not. <laughs> I, I hope for your sake this man has no pulse, which would make him my type oh, even more, though. I praise that. All right, give us a call when you get to his house. All right. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Poor Mama Kelsey. She needs a break because the entertainment outlets will not let her rest until they find out about how she feels about Taylor Swift. She has been making the rounds all week long. And she's been taking her cookies everywhere, too. She's been taking her cookies. Wish she would take her cookies here. Yeah, she brings her cookies to all the boys in the yard. Does she normally do interviews like this? No, I, I haven't seen so. her do anything like this since the Super Bowl. But I, I got a feeling that today's show and other outlets were like, well, you know what, Mama Kelsey, mm-hmm. we'll cut you a check. And she was like, you know what, bet. And so <laughs> she's been going around and discussing what this whole Taylor Swift whirlwind has been like. And she believes that really the main people that are profiting off of this is, of course, the NFL. That's a fact. And she's got cookies, too. Yes, so it's a win-win and everyone gets fed. But he also, I mean... Because I'm, I'm assuming the NFL, because it's professional, and I know things are changing in college, but your jersey sales go up by 400%. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a cut of that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Everybody's uh, seeing a cut of that. What big is that percentage for the players, though? I don't know. That's I, what I wonder. I don't think it's huge. So I follow this couple. And granted, he's not like a big player. I follow this couple on TikTok. Um, it's Allison Cooch and her husband. I think he plays for the Raiders. And he was showing the followers about how much he makes off of one jersey. Mm-hmm. And he showed his last check and he got 59 cents off of it. Yeah, I, I imagine it's low. <laughs> Which um, I can imagine maybe Travis wow. Kelsey and other players have negotiated better deals. Right. Yeah. If you're saying that this guy's on the Raiders and we don't know who his name is and he sold one jersey and he got 59 cents, it tells you where he is on the depth chart. The people on TikTok (laughs) TikTok know who this guy is, though. I just want a jersey that says Cooch. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You would think his jersey would take off. Right. (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, Mama Kelsey was asked about how she feels about now all these Swifties coming on and being a part of the NFL fan base, and she says, you know what? They're about to take over. We are learning plays. We are learning the lingo. Every single Swifty is tuning into New Heights every single week. We are about to take over the NFL. I might even be playing next season. The NFL should pay for counseling for them if they have problems. They should pay for everything. They should pay for the wedding, honeymoon, everything. Are we going to talk about his game this past weekend? Oh my gosh, he, he almost got injured. I think yeah. he's fine because he limped off the field, but the Swifties were worried. Well, and she, and she, she wasn't there. She didn't go to the game this week. Yeah. That's, so that's I, what we're doing? Every game she doesn't come to right. is going to be headline news. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Swift Tommy. <laughs> and he got hurt? Yes. Yeah, well, I think he's fine. So there was one play where it looked like he jammed his knee, and then he kind of limped, and then he got off the field. They wrapped his ankle, and then he went back on the field. But I mm-hmm. think there's something going on. His ankle, yeah. You're yeah. Right. Oh. Um, so Swifties were a little bit worried, and now it looks like Taylor might be his good luck charm, so she'll have to go to all the, the games well, after this. Well, the Chiefs won this weekend also, and she wasn't there. But well, he got hurt. He, he got a boo-boo on his ankle. He got a boo-boo. He's on my fantasy team, so I'm with y'all. I need him to be okay. You're like, I don't care. I'll talk Taylor Swift all day as long yeah. as he pulls in the points. 100%. I heard the schedule for away games is a lot tighter than, like, when they're playing at home or when they're in, like, Taylor Swift's town of, of New York City. So, like, mm-hmm. if she had gone, she would have never seen him. So it makes a lot of sense that she didn't show up. <laughs> and I'm sure she also saw... I'm sure she also saw the fact that, like, people were going 
kind of crazy with her showing up to all these games that there, she was like, maybe we should dial it back for a week. I'm reading this one article and it goes, while Kelsey was on the field, it appeared to be a bye week for Taylor Swift. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mama Kelsey also seems like she's, <laughs> she's also over all this Taylor Swift fanfare because she was on the Today Show and there was one point where she did kind of roll her eyes after they asked her um, what she was like and how she feels about this whole situation. She just doesn't want to answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like she just wa- doesn't want to answer, but I will have to say, like, I don't know. It seemed a little dismissive, her just being like, it was okay. I don't know. You could say it was nice. We yeah. had a good time. And then we could end it there. She does kind of sound like she might be getting over it a little bit. Yeah, because she had a little eye roll after that. I mean, think about it. This girl came in, and yeah, there's like a lot of focus on uh, and attention on this, but it's primarily on her, not so much her son. Mm. Right, yeah. I don't know. Mama Kelsey might be the new monster-in-law. We'll find out. (laughs) Drake is taking a step back from making music. We're going to talk about why on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. I saw it was about 20 minutes ago where Abby told our producer, Mikey, look, I am not happy with you. Why are you not happy with Mikey? I'm not happy with Mikey because he put me on the air. He put me on the spot and told me that a man was interested in me. And so I decided to put myself in a vulnerable position and text him first. And I never got a text back. And I want to find out why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to find out why, too. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Yep, this guy's great. ghosted Mikey also. <laughs> so he's consistent. So we asked Mikey, do you know where this guy lives? It's a friend of his. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, get in the car. And we're going to knock on the door. We will not be ghosted. No, we will not. <laughs> okay. Even Mikey was like, are you serious? And we're like, um, yeah. Get in the car. Yes. Okay. At the very least, we need to do a wellness check. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's what we're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we're doing. But we're checking on Abby's wellness. <laughs> Doing well. <laughs> uh, all right, so Mikey was supposed to head on out that way and just knock on this dude's door. Let's get him on the phone to find out what's going on. Mikey, what's up, dude? Hey, you want to talk about a vulnerable position? I'm, I'm out here. They got this place bolted up. I'm trying to ask people to let me in. I'm looking like a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he lives in an apartment? Yeah, it's a big apartment complex, and I can't even get in any doors. I'm standing in the parking garage right now staring at this gate. (laughs) (laughs) So you got into the parking garage. You just can't get past the gate that will take you to his apartment yet. That's right. Whenever a car comes rolling out of here, I'm going to slide on under that uh, that gate. (laughs) I'm going to... Barge my way up there. Oh, he's definitely getting arrested. Oh my gosh, yes you are. <laughs> <laughs> but the Burst Show, we have bail money in our budget, so we you're fine. Right, right. It's not much, but <laughs> all right. So when you get through security and you get to his door, then uh, hit us up before you knock on the door. Okay. You mean sneak through security? <laughs> so a second ago, I asked Mikey, uh, "Do you know where which number his door is?" And he goes, "Uh." <laughs> he goes, "I'll know it when I see it." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very Mikey thing to say. Yes, yeah. Good luck with that. All right, Mikey, give us a call back. All right, thank you. Godspeed. All right. You know how we've been talking about uh, guys' math versus women's math the last couple of days? Yeah, the boy math and the girl math. Explain that. Um, So basically it's like the stupid reasons we come up with to explain why we do certain things. And it's... It's, it is not logical. There is no reason behind it. So um, for the past week or so on the Burt Show, the girls have been going against the boys and roasting each other with the girl math and the boy math. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a funny way to call each other out with their reasoning behind 
the de- the decisions they make. So with this video going viral, it just made sense, all right? So this is a woman and a dude, and they're in their car together, right? And she's explaining to him why she's saving money buying things on a sale. Uh-huh. So on this sale. is her wife math. For this her is her wife math now, okay? So for example, if you spend $100 and you get a $10 reward, you just made $10. That's, 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 that's not accurate. That's, that's not how that works. Yeah, Uh because now in a future purchase, you just saved yourself $10. If you return an item at the store, you just earn money. So if you return something and buy something at the same time, it was free. No, 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 because you had to spend the money the first time. No, but then the second time it's free because it's no extra money. Or like if you pay for cash with something, it's free because it's not coming out of your bank account. (laughs) I I just, I I feel like... Or this one's so good. Like if you go to Starbucks or Dunkin' and you use your app, you scan and pay, it's free. Because that money was already there. I'm never going to have money. (laughs) What do you mean? Is this is this 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 is this is your mindset when you go to a store? Honestly, is this how you? This is just how girl math works. Girl math isn't a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's right about that. I feel his pain. That is true. The Burt Show. All right, so what do you got going on in your life you want to share with the Burt Show? Maybe we can try and get you guys some advice. And here is. Um, should you still continue to like date somebody that is living with their ex? Who's got the email? I'll read it. My soon to be ex-husband and I are going through a divorce. He was having an eight month affair. I have realized through all of this, I deserve a guy to treat me and give me the world. So I am good with the divorce. I know my worth. A month ago, I had an acquaintance DM and we chatted back and forth for a month now. I was told He lives with a girl who he says they are better off as friends and they both know it, but neither will make them, neither will make the move due to her having a daughter and he being in her life for the past eight years. He says they don't sleep in the same room and are just roommates. However, I am skeptical. I love how he just gets me and makes me feel. He pushes me to be better and want better. Help. I don't know if I should continue and believe him. He tells me to be patient while he figures all this out. But I'm definitely not in a hurry for a relationship. However, I can't stand the thought of there is more and I'm being lied to. Part of me wants to confront her and ask questions. And part of me doesn't want a big, messy situation. Advice, help, anything. Mm. Confused and can't get this guy out of my head. Mm. What you you think, Mel? I mean, I, I I understand how these situations can happen, and I do believe that sometimes people are telling the truth when they are in these types of situations. But for me, it it just feels like a recipe for disaster. I, I feel like I'm not going to put myself in a position where I may have to now deal with the fact that they don't want to leave each other or they don't want to move out, and it just would feel like I'd rather cut my losses now than to really get deeply embedded in this relationship, and then he cannot provide what I need. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could never do this. But if you really want to move forward with this, I think the quickest way to blow up this relationship would be to go to the woman and ask her what's going on here because then you're just going to start drama for him at home, and then it's going to make you look bad, and then he's going to come to you and be like, why didn't you go to her and ask his questions? So I think if I think you have to accept what it is like at this point like you know the situation um you don't really feel like you want a relationship so just don't get into the nitty-gritty of everything and make things messier just enjoy it for what it is and um you know hope it works out does i mean 
They've only been going out with each other for a month, right? Correct. So I can understand how she's feeling pretty insecure about things. She doesn't really know who this dude is truly yet, mm-hmm. right? She wants to believe him. But if he's not on his way out, that would concern me. Well, there's, yeah, there's layers here because her marriage is over because her husband cheated on her. So there's going to be, there's going to be trust issues there. Understandably so. And now you're dating a guy who is still living with the woman. Mind you, they've been together eight years. Mm -hmm. Okay. The woman that he's living with. And there's also a child involved. So I, if if you want to keep it casual, sure. And that's the mindset you should have. Um, I don't think there's anything to believe or not believe right now. Keep it very, very, like, chill and almost superficial and, or just walk away and be like, hit me up when you got your ass figured out. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be a little more willing if maybe it was a financial situation of why they haven't moved apart yet. But Mm -hmm. if if you're already saying that it's difficult because he's been in her daughter's life for eight years, I mean, that's that's not going to get any better as time goes. He's going to be even closer to her and her daughter. So it, it just feels like an uphill battle to me. So around the room, I'm saying bail. I would bail if I was her. Bail. Depends on how good the... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not, Bill. Maybe stick around. Just one more week. One more week. That's all. All right. So you all remember how there was the EMS alert last week on all of our phones? Yes. And there was like conspiracy theories flying around that the government was trying to like Mm -hmm. do something with chips in our body from the vaccine. Did you guys get the alarm? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was real quick. It it was real quick, though, wasn't it? It wasn't like. Yeah. it, It wasn't like the ones I normally get. Where it lasts for like 60 seconds. This one felt like it was like two seconds. It was quicker yeah. for me too. Yeah. yeah. Mine came early too. So I was like, yeah. I was going to turn off my phone. And I was like, it's 2.18. So we are two minutes ahead of schedule. That's when I got mine. Yeah. I was mad. Early, yeah. I felt like I got mine late. Really? Yeah. Uh, so everybody God, got. Let's just hope that there's not an emergency in this country. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even check the time. Me, me and Bert are safe. Y'all are screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, so yeah, we got that EMS warning last week. Well, turns out there was another side effect of this EMS warning. Millions of cell phone users got this alert, including prisoners who had smuggled (gasps) cell phones into the prison. So tons of prisoners got busted with their cell phones because of this this warning, emergency system warning. Oh, I love prison talk. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So entertaining. Uh, So uh, thanks to the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the FCC for busting all those prisoners with their cell phones hidden in their mattresses. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50 percent off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP and you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging so you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount 
discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Bird Show. Always got a superpower. Dude can rap just like barely knowing anything about your life. He comes up with a whole song, so we're going to expose this one. Tell people that don't know, Mo, your history with freestyle and rap and all that. Uh, so like years ago, it's it feels well. It was a long time ago now, but I used to work with Murder Inc. Uh, back when Ja Rule and Ashanti and they all on the label, and I wrote songs for the label, and I also did battle rap back then as well. So um, I got accustomed to basically just freestyling and coming up with rhymes on the spot in order to compete. And I've been writing music pretty much since then. Yeah, since I was a teenager. So we tell you guys, look, if you got something going on that you want uh, Mo to rap about, then hit us with an email. And Dustin from South Carolina, listening on 95SX, hit us up. Hey, Dustin. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Good. All right. Tell us the entire story behind, the origin story behind what is going to be the song. Uh, So when my daughter was nine months old, we went and... I went to the doctor, and they found something on her kidney. So we went to the doctor and come to find out it was a tumor, and it was a pound and a half. So it took over her whole kidney, and when we did the biopsy, it ended up to be cancerous. It was a Wilms tumor stage one. So they had to do an emergency surgery to take the whole kidney and tumor out. And she had to go through 16 rounds of chemo at you know, less than a year old. Oh, bless she, her heart. Yeah, she lost a lot of her hair. She was really sick. We couldn't do any kind of daycare. She um, couldn't get any of her shots. So it was... COVID and this, and anytime we had to be around her, we we had to wear a mask, and everybody else had to wear a mask, and we she had to have a tube in her chest for cleaning, and we had to keep that as clean as possible, so she couldn't take baths, she couldn't go to the water park or to the pool. I mean, it was just... She's gone. I mean, it was it was very hard. You guys have gone through it, man. And yeah. and how about now? Oh, you couldn't even tell she was she had any kind of surgery or anything. She we do have to go every three months for um, checkups, um, CT, blood work, mm-hmm. and then we do that for about two years, and then we go to every six months for about three years, and then she'll have to go once a month. I mean, once a year for the rest of her life 
to just to get checked up. Okay. But we are in daycare. She is thriving. You couldn't even tell she went through any kind of thing. So we are blessed in that part right there. That's beautiful. That is. So, I mean, we have these kids on Burt's Big Adventure. They're just like uh, Mm -hmm. getting over cancer like a year ago, and they're running around. We're like, check that file again. (laughs) That can't be. That can't be. That's what she's doing. She is, I mean, running around, screaming, being a typical two-year-old. Awesome. All right, Mo, you want to take it from here? Yes, sir. So, uh, Dustin, I I think the note that you wrote for your daughter was uh, incredible, actually, and I I, I started tearing up as I read it. And in that moment, I was like, "Uh, this is the one. This is the one I want to make something about. So uh, it was heartbreaking to read, but it was also very inspirational, and I tried to use your words and and use um, what I felt like you were trying to get across in your message on this song. So I I wrote this one myself. I didn't use ChatGPT this time. (laughs) It felt wrong to use it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, this... This one got to come from the heart. So um, I hope you like it. And here is my note from you to your daughter, Lila. Find that it's not a rumor To hear your baby girl is in pain Cause of a tumor Wish it would go away And all you can do is pray Hard to feel a joy In anything that they will say So Dear Lila Your dad thinks that you're strong Wants you to know he's proud Of how you've been holding on He loves that you're a fighter Whenever you're in that gown Every hospital visit Is only to shine your crown No matter what life may throw You never stop You're a star in his eyes You're always gonna be his rock Though you didn't deserve it That's not the approach you take You've accepted your fate when most people would break but a spirit's unbreakable you shine so bright the toughest of battles and yet you still choose to fight you teach us every day what it means to be brave though life's not fair this the road you can pave a future full of dreams a life that you can share with the ups and the downs the smiles and through the tears you're a symbol of strength conquering all your fears and that's why you're special and different than all your peers so keep fighting and know that you're not alone know that your dad's proud with everything that you've shown yeah, and he will never let you lack. You're always going to be his strength, and he's always going to have your back. Love, Dad. Yeah! That was so that That's so really great. beautiful. What do you think, Dustin? No, that was great, man. I appreciate that. I'm about to tear up over here for that. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> no problem. Okay, we're going to make sure that you get that in your hands. You can play it for whoever you want, okay? Thank you so much for picking me. I appreciate it, guys. All right, Dustin. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, good luck with that baby girl of yours. Take care, brother. Thank much you. love, man. See ya. Thank you. Good job, Mo. Very well done. Very nice. Appreciate it, man. The Burt Show. All right, Mikey is back on the phone. Abby, why is Mikey on the phone with us? Uh, (laughs) Not in studio this morning, our producer. So Mikey came on air a couple of weeks ago, and he said, hey, I've got this friend that thinks you're cute, and he wants me to set him up with you. So I thought, sounds like a slam dunk to me. Sent him a little texty text about three weeks ago. <laughs> Haven't heard back since. Ghosted. And we're not even sure this man is alive because he's not responding to Mikey either. <laughs> <laughs> so we are not accepting that. No. That is not our future. Nope. So we sent Mikey over to this dude's house. <laughs> I will not be ignored. <laughs> we're not, not creepy at all. No, I am so sorry, but I mean, he used the air. He said he wanted to be on, he wanted to do it on the air. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said, yep. right? Ask her out. Tell her on the air. So that's what we did. So since it hasn't gone out, it only seems fair to me that we expose him on the air also. I could not agree more. Hey, Mikey. Hey. All right, you made it through that tough security because <laughs> the last time we talked to you, you were trying to make it through security. You made it. I think I broke about two or three crimes now. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't admit that on the radio, Mikey. Yeah. That's Radio 101. <laughs> so you are outside of his door right now? Yeah, when do I get to knocking? Right Knock. now. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Do you want speakerphone or what? Oh, by the way, yeah. I got intel that there's a man sleeping on the couch. So we'll have to cross that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> is he single? Is that man single? He's like, what does he look like? <laughs> find, find me a man in this no. apartment. Abby, he's, he's sleeping on a couch. That That's not the want. man for you. So he's just going through a tough time, oh, Kristen. Okay. okay. And Mikey, I'm guessing that intel is you looking in the window? <laughs> No, I got I got legit sources. Okay. <laughs> All right, start start a knocking, kid. All right, I'm knocking. What's this dude's name again? Mason. 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 You're going to have to knock harder yeah, than that. Yeah, that's a weak knock. Bang on the door. I'm going to call him loser after this. Don't use your knuckles. Like, yeah. use your fist. Put your back into it. Oh, <laughs> Do it for is, me, Mikey. Do it with your chest. Mason is flushing the weed down the toilet right now. <laughs> <laughs> If Mikey does get arrested, how is he going to explain this to the cops? <laughs> we'll just put Bert on the phone. Have Not you a- heard any movement? No movement. Bang. 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 I, I just tried the handle. What? No, what? Don't, don't do he that. To walk in. <laughs> now they're going to hear somebody going, shot. <laughs> <laughs> did you bang again? Yeah, I did. Bang Sorry. on the door. Just keep banging. Don't stop. Sorry, officer. No, I just had to break keep, in. Keep just banging, keep Mikey. Banging. Don't stop. Don't stop banging. I'm terrified. No. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Just keep going. <laughs> bang, bang into the room. You're knocking with your knuckles. Do it with your fist. Bang. That's what I said earlier. <laughs> Put your whole body he's doing. into it. He's scared. He's whimping out. Correct. Correct. He's <laughs> All right. You're on the Burt Show. Oh. Don't curse. We need to get Mason up. <laughs> Dude, help me. Don't cuss. Don't You got to help. Is that count? He needs to answer for what he's done. Can I turn a light on here? Mikey, are you in the apartment now? I'm now in the apartment. Okay. Yeah. He needs to answer for what he's he's not done. All right, let's just make a lot of noise then. Just go to his bedroom door and knock on it, Mikey. Just go Wait, shake him awake he, and yell in here? his face. Huh? Is he here or no? Is that his... Mikey, is he there? I don't think he's here. Whoa, oh. shut up. Yeah, in the apartment. I, I don't know. Go from room to room. <laughs> Mason, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he can hide. We're going to get a restraining order out we, of this. We are finding Mason. <laughs> Wait, he's at work. What? What? He's at work. There's no way. All right, go there. <laughs> Where's he work? Wherever he's going, he, he is being held accountable today. <laughs> One way or another. So, seriously, Mikey, he's not. Wait. No, he is here. He's out here. Okay. 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 I'm sorry about this. <laughs> All right, he just shut me out. He just what? What? He shut the door, locked <gasps> it. What? Is there a, what, Did he what, really? what if there's a girl in there? Wait, so he came out of his bedroom. <laughs> you told him, you you apologized and said it's the birth show, and then he slammed the door in your face and locked it. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tell wow. him Abby's outside here waiting for him naked. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, don't say that. Come on. Please let me be released. <laughs> <laughs> Before anything gets too heated, exit at Mikey, exit the premises. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. At least on the door. He did. And the dude opened it up and sh- slammed it in his face and locked it. You can't it. give up now. Oh, I don't think we can on, give, up give up now. He's so close. <laughs> Please okay. let me give up, he said. No. <laughs> Wait a second. So, so Tell him we'll give him $100. No, stop it. Bert's money. Are you talking about Mason if he comes on the air with us? Yes. We're going to have to do more than 100 Okay, Mikey. Do you? So he does work, right? So he's going to have to leave at some point? Yes. All right, it's a stakeout now. (laughs) We're going to work with Mason. (laughs) (laughs) He's got one of two choices. He can talk to you there or when he gets to work. (laughs) The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Drake is taking a break from recording. So he's released three albums over just the last year. And Has he, it really been three? It's yeah. been a lot. That is a lot. So he just released his most recent one and he said, you know what? It's probably time for me to take a step back. I probably won't make music for a little bit. I'm going to be real with you. I need to focus on my health. I've been having the craziest problems for years with my stomach, and I need to get right, and I'm going to do that. So I'm going to lock the door in the studio for a little bit. I don't even know what a little bit is. Maybe a year or something, or maybe a little longer. He really said, my tummy hurts, so I'm going to take a step back. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I got some tummy issues. You think he'll be capable of doing that? I don't know. I was. I think so. But I mean, he like like I just said, three albums in that amount of time. I, I think he needs a break, and I, I think the content of this new album is somewhat. It's kind of the same stuff with Drake now. I think mm-hmm. he's been on top for so long that it's just he doesn't he, he doesn't really have any new inspiration. So I think not only should he do it, I, I think he'll be able to do it. Yeah, I also think it's important for artists to take a step back to live life so then you have things to write about. Exactly that. I think if you're just constantly writing, then your life becomes about work. And then at what point do you realize you're basically just living the same day over mm-hmm. and over? Like you're in the studio, you're on tour. But um, he's actually been doing some really great stuff while he's on tour. So um, Drake has been so generous. We've seen him give Birkin bags to some ladies. We've seen him just give $50,000 to random audience members because their exes didn't show up. And now he is giving away some money for a cause that's actually very important to him. Um, He recently said that he decided to um, give away some money for someone who is suffering from MS like his engineer. And this one's important to me. Her son says, I just found out I have MS. Will you help me my night? My brother, Forty, is one of the strongest people on earth. And he fights through a lot of things. So what I'm going to do is... I'm going to connect you with 40, first of all. Maybe y'all can have a conversation. And second of all, I'm going to pay whatever it takes to get you the best help in the world. I promise you that. You got my word. And you can come back tomorrow night. So when he says, oh, I'm going to connect you with 40, that's his engineer who suffers from MS. So he's like, I'm going to connect y'all so that hopefully you guys can get the help or hopefully that gets you the help that you need and also the support system to talk about what you're going through. Can I be a downer? No, Kristen. Yes, yes, you yes, can. yes, yes. Do you like so you have to be careful and doing what we do um for a living, you end up being skeptical because people take advantage of other people. Like you could literally write anything on a sign and go to a Drake concert and try to get cash out of him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sure. So uh, hopefully they afterwards 
kind of like cross the T's, dot the I's, do a little background check, make sure all of this is legit so people just aren't taking advantage Mm -hmm. of his deep pockets and his kind heart. Yeah. Mine would just say, I'm short. (laughs) (laughs) Give me money. What you want him to give you? (laughs) He'll be like, sucks for you. Sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) Are you going to a Drake concert and you have to hold up the sign? What is it going to say? Hmm. That's a good question. I know, right? I'm in a long-distance relationship. I need money to go see you. (laughs) I'm struggling with an album. I could use some help. (laughs) Write me some songs. That's what I want. He's like, I don't need competitors. You stay where you are. That's exactly what's going to (laughs) happen. He might want to hang on to as much money as possible because he could possibly be getting in a lawsuit with British band Pet Shop Boys. So like I said, Drake just released a new album. And in one of the songs, it uses the same words and melodies as the song from the Pet Shop Boys called West End Girl, because the Pet Shop Boys tweeted out and said, yeah, it's a little interesting to hear that this is going down because no credit was given or permission was requested, apparently. He, he should have took care of that one. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, that's exact. That's going to come back to get him. Yeah. Isn't that just like music 101? Like, yeah. if you're going you're to take somebody's work, you just ask. Yeah. But, I mean, this is, this is at least he's being consistent because he just did the same thing with Halle Berry when he asked for permission and he got <laughs> denied for the Slime You Out cover. She's like, don't use that. And then he used it anyway. So maybe at this point he's like, well, if I don't ask, then I'll just ask for forgiveness then and probably have to pay a lot of money in court. Yeah. Ariana Grande just settled her divorce with her ex. I'll tell you how much his cut is on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Right, so last week we talked to Sasha and she had heard through the grapevine. She did not see this. She heard from a friend that the groom cheated at his bachelor party. Ooh. And she didn't know if she should tell the bride the information that she had. So, Abby, you weren't here, but we were all talking, um, Mo and Bert and myself, and we were basically like, you didn't see it happen. This is essentially a rumor. Like, there's, there's no... There's no point in, in bringing this up because you don't have any facts. Um, you just have somebody saying that this happened. And when we got a little more details, it's a guy friend of hers. So he was at the bachelor party and he saw this girl. They had, um, and t- Tommy asked the question. They were not, um, uh, they hadn't been paid for their services for the party. They were just girls they ran into while they were out drinking and stuff, right? Uh, okay. So it was just a group of girls that they had like crossed paths with, came back, and apparently the groom and one of the girls went to a bedroom and closed the door. But that's all we know. Mm. No, I mean, who's to say what did or did not happen behind that closed door? But Could that's have all been we reading. Know. Yeah. Changing recipes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the Great British Baking Show has <gasps> just started back up, so maybe they were watching that. Oh, yes. binging. That's <laughs> all that is. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Sasha had a big decision to make because the wedding went down this past weekend, and so this was cutting it all very close. So did she or did she not tell the bride the information she had? We also said it was kind of crap that this dude at the bachelor party put this, like, on, put the burden on her. And it's like, he is the one that has firsthand eyewitness account of what went down. If anybody should say anything, it's him. And then we may or may not have thrown out the idea that Sasha could confront the groom. So instead of going to the bride, pull the groom aside and be like, hey, word on the street is X, Y, Z happened at the bachelor party. But then the guys were like, he's just going to lie his way out of it. He's going to lie. He's definitely not going to tell the truth about that one. All right, Sasha, welcome back to the Burt Show. First, how was the wedding or was there not a wedding? 
Hey, um, the wedding still happened. Okay. Um, it was beautiful. Um, I just, I, I mean, I'm still feeling weird about it, but um, I made a decision, and I just have to go with that. So, um, you know, I, I decided, you know, I didn't want to go to the groom because he would deny it. Okay. And, you know, that's not going to solve anything. Plus, if I went to the groom and then the bride found out later that I knew, mm. I was still going to mess everything up. Also true. You know? All right. That's, that, that is a very fair point. Yeah. And you said, you know, you all said if I was, you know, like the maid of honor or something, then, like, you know, I need to, I need to tell her. So... I wasn't made of honor. I'm just really good friends, you know. We're really good friends. I mean, I still... Uh, this is what I did. Um, I just decided to, like, tell the maid of honor. I figured I'll just take the burden off myself and let her know, because that's what you guys said to the maid of honor to tell her. So. <laughs> that, okay, wow. Yeah, all right. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, we got, I guess. Mm-hmm. The maid of honor's already got enough stress. What's a little more? Yeah, okay, so Ooh. now you have passed the buck and the burden onto the maid of honor. So what exactly, because now we're playing a little bit of a game of telephone here. Yep. And like, and we're, we're passing on the, the gossip and the rumor. What specifically did you tell the maid of honor? Yeah, I told her exactly what I told you guys. Okay. Like, I, you know, just said that, you know, I heard that this happened. I wanted to know if she had heard. I kind of, like, wanted to seal it out because she knows the bride better. She knows those two better. Like, maybe they knew. I don't know. Like, maybe she would know some information already. Like, maybe it all came out and I'm sitting here holding it in and have no idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, uh, unfortunately, she wasn't sure what to do, like, if she should tell the bride or not. And um, the wedding happened. Uh and I don't know, I feel like, I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like things were, like, a little off. Um, but you have all this stuff in your head, so you might be looking at it slightly skewed. So, Sasha, you don't know, you told the maid of honor, but you have no idea if she told the bride? Right, I don't know if she told mm. the bride or not. Mm. But you're just taking it from being at the wedding. You felt like when they said the vibe was off, you mean the vibe between the bride and the groom? Yeah, like, I just felt like she wasn't, like, as affectionate with the groom as, you know, you would expect. And But the groom seemed to be acting normal. But Oh, okay. Wow. I, I wonder if she was just going through the motions. So you think the, you think the maid of honor told her? Possibly. If, I mean, because you would imagine she would be maybe more affectionate than usual on her wedding day uh-huh. as opposed to less. For sure. So, and, and we're, Abby, we're about to get into your bachelorette party, um, and you are currently someone's maid of honor. Mm-hmm. If somebody, if Sasha came to you with this information, right, mm-hmm. and what you know, like it was, she's like, she's telling you, you're being told something by somebody who had been told something by somebody else, and that the groom had gone into a room with a woman, closed the door, you pass this, like this gets passed on to you. Yeah. What do you do with it? For me, I would expect his groomsmen to be taking on this responsibility of confronting him because A, they were there, so they know, they they witnessed the entire context of the situation. So, And they're also like close with him to where they can bring it up and be like, hey, this is on you to handle it with your relationship. Sasha, I think you did the best you could by bringing it to the girl who was closest to the bride, but... <laughs> For me, like, I really do think it, it it should have gone to the groomsmen to handle it with the groom directly. But are, like, groomsmen going to, no. Absolutely you don't think so? Not. No. Nah, you you kind of breaking guy code there. Yeah. And you're not wrong. Y'all I get need why to be better, you feel that way. better men. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> they kind of look at it like they are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Sasha, thank you for the update. 
You're welcome. Thank you. Hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm slightly satisfied, but also slightly unsatisfied. I just want to know if she knows or I not. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's give a slow clap to Miss Abby for that beautiful bachelorette party at Rosemary Beach Thank this you. past weekend. Well done. Thank you. Girl, because I, I too <laughs> am like the part, if I wasn't in radio, I'd be a party planner and I was, you, I'm all about the details and what you did for your cousin's bachelorette party was Chef's kiss. I know people were DMing me. They're like, listen, if the birth show doesn't work mm-hmm. out, you and Kristen need to go into business together. Yep. And so I had a ton of fun. I got to plan my cousin's bachelorette party as one of her maid of honors. And um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I went all out. I did not want to leave any stone unturned. So it was um, it was a beautiful weekend. But um, there were a couple of moments where uh, it was definitely less than aesthetic. Um, while we were at the house, it was beautiful. Candles were lit. Roses were, you know, floating everywhere. But um, in other cases, it was a little bit more ratchet. So I, I will say, I do think I manifested a near-death experience on this bachelorette Oh, that's trip. always fun to have a near-death experience yeah, on absolutely. a bachelorette party. Yes, we almost didn't make it back here. I was a little worried. So um, I flew out of Atlanta on Thursday. I was so excited to go. And um, I had one of those Delta planes that has the TVs in the back. So I got to watch movies on my way to Rosemary <laughs> Beach. And so I, I watched the movie Bridesmaids. If you've seen it, it's oh, a hilarious course. movie about the experience of being a bridesmaid. The main character, Kristen Wiig, She's the maid of honor. I'm like, this is perfect bachelorette party aesthetics. And so I'm watching the movie and right as we're like starting to descend, it gets to that very iconic scene where all the the bridesmaids are going dress shopping. And before then they had gone to like a steakhouse and they end up getting food poisoning. Uh You've probably seen it everywhere. They end up like pooping in the street, throwing up (laughs) in like the one toilet. It's, It's hysterical. So I'm like crying, laughing, watching this scene. And I say to myself, and this is where I think I went wrong. So I think I manifested it. I said, I hope our bachelorette party is just like this. But when I said it, I meant it. I meant it to myself in the sense that I hope that we cry, laugh and have like a good time. I think the universe heard it as somebody needs to throw up and poop their pants. (laughs) So one of the things that we did on this bachelorette trip was we had a boat day planned. We were going to get on a pontoon and go out to Crab Island and hang out. The thing is, when I saw the itinerary, when it was sent out, because the bride made the itinerary, I saw that the night before we were going to have a wild night out at the one bar in the Panhandle. If you know, you know. It's called AJ's. It is a, it is a dystopian experience. It's wild. And so I was like, mm, I'm seeing that we have to get up at 7 a.m. the next day. I know that this is not going to go over well, but you know what? I'll just pace myself the night before. So we go out to AJ's. We are, we're all taking tequila shots. We are getting shmammered. And then, of course, bright and early next morning, wake up call, 7 a.m. Woohoo! Time to go on the pontoon boat. Oh, my gosh. And we wake up, and I'm just looking in the eye of all the bridesmaids, no one was home. Everyone, every, everyone's bodies were present. The lights are on. Nobody's present. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's going to be fine. We're going to push through. It's going to be a relaxing pontoon day. We're not going on like a yacht. We're not going on some speedboat. So You're going deep sea fishing. We're not going deep sea fishing. We're You're just going to lounge in the water. Mm-hmm. So I get in the car and one of the girls in the passenger seat goes, 
Mm, I threw up this morning and I really hope there's a bathroom on the boat because I'm probably going to have to do it again. And the girl next to her goes, you don't yeah. need a bathroom on a boat. You just got over the side. Don't do that to the fish. <laughs> Stop chum in the water, baby. <laughs> the girl next to her goes, mm, girl, same. I was up all night. And us three in the backseat are all like feeling the same way. Now, I pace myself, so I'm like pretty alive at this point. So we get to the pontoon boat and we meet our captain, same Captain Jake. And he's like, hey, girls, so excited. You guys are the third group I'm taking out on my brand new pontoon boat. A pontoon in the ocean, though? It, yeah. Huh. Yeah. You do. I didn't realize like that was because I feel like the ocean's a little rocky for a pontoon. Funny you should say that, Kristen. Oh, so, so, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we get on this pontoon boat. Turns out there's no bathroom and I'm looking at everybody and everybody no is bathroom. just shaking and sweating. There's no bathrooms on pontoons. There's no. Yep. Nope. Just the I ocean. Chum in the water. Okay. Yep. And so I'm thinking, you know what? It's fine. It's just going to be about half an hour before we get out there. It's going to be great. So we start cruising on the pontoon boat, and so far, it's pretty smooth. I'm bumping some John Party. I've got the ox. I'm making sure everyone's feeling good. Because, again, ox. I'm the only one who, like, paced themselves the night before. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Captain Jake just turns it up a little bit higher, and all of a sudden, it's... And I start to see everyone start to sweat a little bit. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Captain Jake turns it up about 10 more miles per hour. Now we're in the ocean, and now we're going... Oh, yeah. I can just feel the tension in the air. And all of a sudden, Captain Jake says, hang on tight, ladies. And then he pulls it into full gear. Now we are like, boom, 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 boom. Water is splashing onto us. I have a towel over my head like I'm freaking E.T. And then all of a sudden, I see one girl go over the edge of the of the pontoon boat. <laughs> the girl next to her. Oh, there it is. The girl next to me puts the towel over her mouth, and I'm like, Sarah, Sarah, get over the edge of the boat. She turns over. Now all of a sudden, Captain Jake's freaking out because we are in his brand new boat. He turns it down. One girl kind of like leaps off the side because she she had been complaining about needing to pee the whole boat ride, but we're like, you know, just wait till we get to the ocean. She's hanging off the side of the boat. She's peeing. (laughs) I'm sitting there like trying to like fight the urge to record everything. Captain Jake is freaking out because he doesn't want to have to clean up, you know, his Uh nice new boat. And I'm just like, there is no way this coastal grandmother adventure has now turned into (laughs) the ratchet throw up pontoon boat. How many (laughs) girls did you have on the boat? We had 10. It was a full boat. And that's what he said. He said that we were getting splashed and getting rocking so much Uh because we had kind of created a lopsided effect to the pontoon what? Mm. where it was like mm. and we were just Ain't nobody getting, tell him to go that fast. Why, didn't, say, why didn't he say hey you over to the left yeah. and like balance it out? Because all the chairs were on one side and we were all kind of like piled on uh. top of each other. Yeah, it was um, it was a little messy. So then we ended up just pulling over to the side and um, <laughs> lounging out and drying out. <laughs> Thank God we didn't get any throw up in the pontoon though. Hey, how about that? That's that was nice. nice. So, so yeah, don't don't do boat day on the last day of the bachelorette. No, no, absolutely not. It's the Bird Show. The Bird Show. I was a little bit of a shocker this past weekend with the Braves getting shut out. I know, because aren't they like the best team in the league? Yes, they do have the number one spot um, in the National League. So the Phillies shut out the Braves 3-0 to win game one of the NLDS. Um, And it was the first time the Braves have been shut out at home this season. I I think it'll motivate them, though. Yes. Out the gate, they got punched. I think that'll get them to come back even stronger for the next one. Yep, so game two is going to be tonight at uh, Truist Park, 6.07 first pitch. So I think the, the Braves... 
Braves just had to get that one out of the way. Yep. And then, like you said, come back with vengeance and tie this bad boy up 1-1. It's a wake-up call. Now it's time to bowl. All right, so I got to check. <clears throat> I've been sending mad emails. Has everybody ordered their costumes for this weekend? Oh, yeah. It's sitting in my closet. Is it? I'm so excited. I ordered mine. Okay, perfect. It's on the way. I need to ask your permission uh, today. I need to get your opinion. Okay. I've looked on Amazon, and I've got one I want, but I'm not sure if any. I don't want to double up what someone else is doing. Okay, so what we're talking about is Pride is this weekend, and Atlanta Pride is something else. Abby, I am so excited for you to be a part of this and witness this for the first time. So the Pride Parade is this Sunday, October 15th. It's the biggest event of the festival, 100,000 people come out for this. Insane. And they line the streets of Midtown. It is just full of love and acceptance. The energy is through the roof. So we've partnered with Cupcake Vineyards again this year. Um, So we're doing our Pride Float together. Um, And I love that the Atlanta Pride, they have themes every single year. So Atlanta Pride's 2023 theme is show up and show out. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is what we plan on doing. Absolutely. Um, And our uh, theme for our float is going to be Barbie. So all of us are going to be dressing up in different Barbies from the Barbie movie, which I don't know if you heard, was kind of a big deal this past year. (laughs) Huge. So yeah, everybody had the opportunity to choose whatever they want. Um, Lou's actually, I'll give you a little heads up, something to look forward to. Lou from Cupcake Vineyards is dropping off some Prosecco and (gasps) Moscato on Wednesday. Fire me up. All right, so thanks again so much to Cupcake Vineyards for partnering up with us. Um, The Burt Show and Q99.7 are going to be out in full effect this weekend for Pride. Oh, and then after the, I almost forgot to mention, after the parade, uh, we're going to be in Piedmont Park at the Cupcake Vineyards tent doing a little meet and greet. So for a little bit after the parade, if you want to swing by, uh, we're going to be right there by the Charles Allen Gate. Um, So you just come over there, find us, we'll take pictures, have some fun, and, you know, sip a little cupcake wine. Love it. Now, Mo, you and Katie were out at an event this weekend, and you got kicked out? We got kicked out of the theater, and that's the only reason we actually went to this event. So, yes, I was uh, humbled, uh, needless to say, over last week. When we went to uh, the Battery to go to the Silver Spot movie theater that's in the Battery, and it was an Impact event. It was called Atlanta Impact, and we were going to watch the premiere of this BET series called Impact that is about to come out. And so we're there, and at first we're having a great time. Like, I, it, was, it was a little weird having, like, a whole party in a movie theater, but it was cool because they shut the entire theater down. So you got the bar, and then everybody's having drinks, everybody's mingling. And at first it was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I don't normally go out to these things, but Katie got me outside, and I'm enjoying myself. So far, so good. So then after the first hour, everybody was supposed to go and make their way toward the actual theater so that you can watch the premiere for about an hour, and then everybody comes back out so that they can start mingling again. And the premiere of the show again was what? Impact. It's called Impact on BET. Gotcha. And so after they let the like the talent and everybody that's a part of the, the show go first, which was cool. So Katie and I are like, OK, well, we're in no rush. We'll just take our time. And so we kind of let everybody go get their seats and figured we'll just go in at the end and just sit down wherever it's left because we didn't really care. So we get in and the only thing that was available, the first two rows, like there was they, they were it was a really big movie theater, like one of the biggest theaters I've ever seen. It's huge. And the first two rows were all reserved. And then people were filling in at the top. So we found these two seats that were in like the third or fourth row and they were open. And I asked the lady if anyone was sitting there and she was walking out of the aisle and she was like, oh, no, you guys are fine. Uh, these are all open. So I'm thinking, OK, perfect. So I sit down, and then as soon as uh, we sit down, Katie goes to the restroom, and then somebody walks up, and they're like, um, 
is someone sitting here? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, well, you guys are going to have to move because these seats are reserved. So I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because the entire first two rows were reserved. These were open. This is where it, it opened up. And then she's looking and she sees that I'm clearly right. So I guess she felt like, all right, I'm going to just let it go. So when Katie comes back, I'm like, Katie, I think uh, I think they're going to try to push us out the theater. She's like, no, they're not. They told us to sit here. So I'm like, OK, cool. Sure enough, like all of more of the talent starts to roll in and they realize that all of the other seats are reserved and taken. And this row, even though they weren't reserved, all of the talent was sitting there. So now it's awkward because Katie and I are the only two people that are not really a part of the production team or the show, and we're sitting there. So you're actually sitting with the stars of the show? At, yes. <laughs> yes. And, and didn't mean to at all, right? So I'm like, all right. So I start looking around because I'm like, if they start putting pressure on us to, to move, where are we going to go? There's nowhere else to go. All of the other seats are taken. Now, mind you, we this is like an invite-only event. So yeah. it's not like we crashed a party. We were asked to be there. Uh-huh. They even asked if we wanted to do interviews on a red carpet, the whole nine. So I'm like, surely they're not going to just kick us out of the theater like where well, we can't even watch the premiere now. And that's exactly what happened. <gasps> no, they did not. That is exactly what happened. There was like two more people who came and was like, I'm sorry, y'all can't sit here. And I'm like, why can we not sit here? It's public. It's open seating. We're invited here, bro. And he's like, yeah, but the, the te- they didn't want to come over and tell us, I guess, that they wanted the seats that we were in, even though the seats were not reserved. They were clearly open seats. We just happened to get really good seats. So at first, I was kind of like pushing back. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, y'all not going to just kick us out. Like, we were here, we're here, and if it's fair. It's, and then they kept with the, yeah, but we, we, we just need someone else to sit there. We need someone else to sit there. So finally, it got to the point where I was like, Katie, I'm going home. I was like, this is why I don't so come outside. So y'all didn't even watch the show? We didn't even get to watch the premiere at all. We we missed the entire thing because there was nowhere else to sit. So we were going to have to literally stand. Like, we would be the only two people standing in the aisles to watch the premiere. And I was like, yeah, Absolutely I'm not, not doing that. No. Not no. doing that. So I went back to the bar, got me a little to-go drink, got in the lift, went home. That was, <laughs> that was, that was the Did you reach thing. out to them? Have you reached out to them yet and been K- like, yo, dude, like, WTF? Katie was supposed to. Um, I don't know if she sent the email or not. The last I spoke to her, she said that she was going to reach out to the, to the lady that... Uh, invited her directly, so I, I guess we'll have to get the update from Katie, because I don't know where she is right now. Oh, you gotta say something. Yeah, we have to. You have to say something. It was bad. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.